All right, well, I'm back, and there's three others following me. Here they come, Pastor Ingrid and Carrie and Eric, and they're going to find a seat up here, and I'll go sit beside Eric. This will be the boys' table, and that will be the ladies' table. Right on, and Eric has had enough already, and so hopefully he comes back. Right on, well, this morning, uh, as... Pastor Jamie said Pastor Joel is away, and so we wanted to mix it up. And uh, when we've done the panels like this before, I know they've always, um, everybody's really appreciated just hearing from a number of different people that are a part of this family. And so this morning, I know Eric has a testimony. Carrie's going to be sharing a little bit of what God's been doing in her heart. There may be a little bit of teaching in there as well. And so we're just really excited to see what the Lord is going to say to the church family today. And, um, you know, in Revelation, it says the, the, the spirit of Jesus is the prophet, or sorry, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so what God is doing in one or two of us, or maybe a few of you, as you testify that, God wants to do that in others as well. And that's just to encourage you. So this morning, we just wanted you to know that maybe there's going to be something that somebody that is doing life, uh, at this church is going to share something that is going to really be a breakthrough or be uh, eye-opening for you as well. So we're excited to see what the Lord's going to do. Let me pray, and then I'm going to hand the mic over. Well, Pastor Ingrid already has the mic, but she'll just take over. So Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in and through the life of this church. We recognize this morning that, that we need you each and every single day. And so Lord, as we, as we share, we ask that you would speak through us and Lord, that you would speak to each and every one here. Holy Spirit, have your way. We yield to you today in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Ingrid. Thank you. Thanks, Julian. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm just so thrilled to be able to share with you this morning because God is so good and he's shown me that over and over and over and over how good he is and how faithful to his word he always is. Now, what I'm going to share, some of you probably have heard this before because I've said it here before a number of times, but to me, it is one of the most important things that I have ever learned in my life and it's a tool that has helped me in every situation that I have come across. And um, so you know in your life, you go through your, your day, every day it seems you have an opportunity to fear, you have an opportunity to have anxiety, there's an opportunity to be offended, an opportunity to get angry, an opportunity to be hurt. All those things come against us every single day. But then I thought, okay, Lord, so... How does this work? You told me in your word, I am full of peace because you said peace I give to you. So I thought, okay, so I have peace, but I'm not seeing it. Every, you, you said to me that I am not to fear, but I'm, I have fear everywhere I look. There's fear in my life. What is going on? I thought something's not, something's not adding up here. Is it me or is it you? And I thought, well, the good possibility that it's me. Because he's the creator of heaven and earth. But you know, really, you have to decide for yourself, is God's word true or not? Every person has to make that decision over and over and over. Every circumstance you see, is God's word true? 
is what he said, is that true? You have to really make a decision for yourself all the time, every single day. So I'm going to tell you a few stories about myself, um, just because I think it's a good idea. Because <laughs> it will help, it'll help me explain what I'm trying to say. And this is how I started out. Um, God was helping me, he was showing me. And um, this was when I was young, um, probably in my 20s, I had just begun to having children, and I had um, a hatred of winter. I thought, you know what, winter sucks. I hate it. It's cold, it's white, it, although I, like it's, yeah, it, it, it's, I always have to scrape the windshield. I have to dress my kids up in layers and layers. It takes so long, then they have to go to the bathroom, and then you have to do it all over. <laughs> like, really stupid things, and I was getting grumpier and grumpier. And I thought, you know what? This is not right either. I'm angry, and I'm, like, whining. And so I was living my life angry at winter, and um, then I heard the little ones. Well, they were little at the time, Joel, Jave, Chloe... I think I learned it by the time Eric came. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and Marcel. So um, then they began to whine. Winter sucks. It's, and I thought, stop whining. I thought, oh, I hear myself now. I thought, Lord, this is not good. This is not good. I'm a, I'm a pastor's wife. Hello. And I am so miserable every time November be- rolls around. And I thought, okay, what, what do I do, Lord? What do I do here? And he said, you got to put my words in your mouth. I heard those words in my heart from him. Start putting my words in your mouth. And I thought, okay, so what word do I say? And he said, I heard in my heart, you are content. I thought, oh, okay. I said, okay, Lord, I'll start doing that. And then it began to snow. I thought, okay, I'm content. Thank you, Lord, I'm content. And you keep saying it just because you're obedient. I'm content. Thank you, Father. My heart is content. And things began to change. Things began to change. I'm not a lover of winter. However, I'm much better at it. Once in a while, Eric will remind me, Mom, you're content. He said, yes, I am content. And it's much easier now to get there. Right? It's much easier now to get there because I've chosen his word. One more example of that is... um, as the years went on, we, like, we bought this building. We started the church. We bought this building. And we were working hard. 24-7, it felt to me. Like, we are working hard to get people to hear the word of God because we felt in our hearts that we were to come and preach the word of faith here in central Alberta. It was something on our heart that I knew God had given us to do. So I thought, okay, Lord, here we go. So we did that, bought the building, and we worked. John worked and worked, and he, I think I saw him once in a while. <laughs> and then I would go about my day, you know, you'd have to get groceries or whatever you do, and I kept driving past this uh, particular church, and I saw that our parking lot was full. I thought, that's a nice building. And you hear the programs they had, so I thought, well, there must be a lot of money over there. I thought, man, for crying out loud, I'm, we're working here, and I don't see it. I became offended. I became jealous. And I thought, okay, Lord, well, you told us, and now it's not working, so too bad. They suck. I'm not, we're not doing, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then, because there's that feeling inside, that yuck feeling. 
You know how you guys, you, you live your life and there's something stirring on the inside and it's not right. And often we ignore it and just keep going. But what you want to do is examine that feeling with the Lord. Say, Lord, what's going on in here? What's going on? And so I asked him, I said, Lord, help me. I don't want to be like this. This is, this is so wrong. I said, give me some words to say. And he said, well, what you need to start doing is blessing them. I thought, yeah, great. So I drove past the church. I said, bless them, Lord. <laughs> and I keep driving. And I thought, okay, at least I was obedient. And then I would go past again. I thought, saw that full parking lot. Bless them, Lord. And then as the weeks and the months went by, I would drive past that, past that church. And because I was saying out loud God's words, it's, God's words are life and truth and strength, and they bring life to your heart. So I said, oh, Lord, bless them. Lord, I said, may their, may their bank accounts overflow. May, their, may the people come and see you and get their lives changed. And it came from a really a heart that was so wanting to see your God, God's will done. And then I thought, okay, I'm learning. I'm learning this because you feel so much better. You feel so much better when you, knew, when you know you're walking in his word. Because when you've got that yucky, jealous feeling... It's horrible. You can't live your life like that. You affect your kids. You affect your husband. You affect your whole home. And your kids grew up mixed up. Other, like other times, I would say, I was once in Hawaii and I was laying on the beach and the ocean was blue, the sky was blue, the sun was warm, the sand was nice in between my toes. And I'm still miserable. I thought, what in the world now, Lord? And I thought, ah, I'm laying in Hawaii and apparently you take yourself with you when you go somewhere. It doesn't matter where you go, you still have yourself with you. And I said, Lord, now what, what is it? And he said, well, I felt, like when I say he said, you know, understand that what I'm saying is my heart was listening, right? My spirit is listening. What is he saying to me? And he said to me, you're jealous. I said, what? I said, no, 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 this is me. This is me, I'm sweet, I'm kind. I said, Lord, that's wrong. So I ignored him for the day. And then again the next day, I, I'm still feeling blech. And I said, Lord, and he said, you are jealous. I said, yeah, okay. So then I examined it with him. What's going on? Where is that? And he'll show you. He will show you if you turn to him with a heart that is honest and one that wants to change and one that wants to follow his word, he'll show you. I said, okay, Lord, give me some words because now I know the power of words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Like that's a, do we believe that? Yes. Like, do we really? Yes. Like I had to ask myself, do I believe that death and life are in the power of the tongue? If I believe that, I better watch what I'm speaking. I need to give God access to my life. And if I speak words that are contrary to what he says about me, how, how can he have access? How, there, he can't get in there. If he says, yeah, you're righteous, and you say, well, I'm ugly, and, and uh, I've done so many things, I'm worthless, he can't get at you. So you have to give him access by your words. So I said, okay, Lord, help me. Give me a word. He said, I want you to start speaking out loud that you are not a victim. I thought, okay. 
That's what I did. I said, oh, Lord, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. And then you begin to hear, hear his word coming stronger and stronger and stronger. Because he said, in his word, he says, do not fear. It says, do not, he doesn't say, try not to fear. Do your best. Hopefully it works out for you. Like, he doesn't say it that way. He says, do not fear. He said, I give you peace. Like, those are not just suggestions, right? His word is true. So I began to do this. I began to see the power of, of the word. So then I began to speak what he speaks. And then thoughts would come. But just because a thought comes in your head doesn't mean it's yours. You have to really get that down. Like, when a thought comes into your head, you have to give it the test of Philippians. And I wrote down the things, um, whatever is true whatever is um, noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, think on these things. So a thought would come, okay, I'm, I have no money, I'm poor. Okay, check out that thought. Check that thought. Stop. Before you take it and before you speak it, check it. Is that what God said? Nope. He didn't say that. He said, I have provided for you everything you need. A thought comes in your mind, I'm unworthy. I've done so much wrong. Stop. Did God say that? Is that a thought from God? Nope, Kate. Throw that thought away. That thought is not good for you. It's not good. That's why God gave us his word. Has to be lovely. Has to be true. Has to be of a good report. I love that because God gave us the power to choose. It's a huge responsibility we have. Don't just let thoughts come in. Don't just let words come out of your mouth without choosing them on purpose. And if you have to live your life slower, like before you spout off in anger or something, just learn, learn, learn to say, oh, wait, 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 wait. Now what? Is it true? Is it of a good report? Is it lovely? Think on those things. And you know, the more you do it, the easier it it becomes. The more your spirit responds... And you will do, you'll be able to do it quicker. Like I have, um, when I have fear now come against me, automatically I sing this song. It, it just comes, it's automatic. And I think, oh, and it, and it flips it. It flips my brain to think, no, God is true. Yeah. And you can do that yourself. Find something that you know is true and, and, and make it a habit of saying it out loud. Make it a habit of hearing yourself say it. Because it'll change your life. It will change your life because God's word is true. So speak words of strength. Speak whatever God says about you, you speak that. Speak it over yourself, over your home, over your children, over your finances, no matter what it looks like. That's the best place to start. I'm so thankful for his word. I'm so thankful for his word. It changed my whole life. And now how good God is. He's faithful and I see it all over my children, all over the next generation to come, all over the church here. How good he is. How so very good. So thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ingrid. Such a, such a great reminder for us because I think Every day things are, we're being bombarded, right, with messages. And so I'm so thankful again that we have the word to, to lead, to guide, to direct us. How many of you out there like it when the Lord points something out in you? you oh, you do? Wow, you guys are amazing. You're way better than me. 
I know when the Lord points something out in me, at first, my, my reaction, similar to what Pastor Ingrid said in regards to, say, jealousy, is like, oh, heck no. No way. Right? And we, we kind of want to fight it. But, but I think we've see, we see fruit in Pastor Ingrid's life. And, yeah. and I know when she shares, I want to listen because, because of who she is today. So thank you for sharing. Okay, well, Carrie, Carrie gave me a snippet of what she was going to be sharing on, and I think you're going you're gonna to love this. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. You know, it's so funny because I just, I'm always amazed at God. He always confirms his word. And I'm sitting here listening to Pastor Ingrid and Eric, and I'm like, well, I don't need to speak at all. They said, ex- literally, I'm just like, What's, but the Lord is like, you have to do it. So, I am. So, um, and you didn't even use notes. <laughs> I've got all these notes. Um, really, I just want to talk to you about what the Lord has been talking to me about for the last several months. And I mean, it's always an ongoing thing, but something very specific that the Lord is asking me to examine in my heart. And um, that is what I'm partnering with. So just to begin, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Joel and Jamie came back from their Colorado trip with a message on their hearts about rest for our souls and how rest is so important for us. And I thought, this is really timely because there's actually quite a few of us that are feeling like, you know, as a community, we're saying, man, you know, we're feeling weary. And, and it's so funny because I just think um, we live in this world. Of course, there's going to be opportunities for weariness. But when we feel like we're doing all the right things, right? Scripture tells us, come, all who are weary. <laughs> And so we feel like we're doing all the right things, um, but we can still feel weary on our soul. And so this is what the Lord has just been saying. So uh, first they, told, they took us to uh, Hebrews 12 in the Amplified Bible. And it says, Therefore we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, stripping off every unnecessary weight and sin, which easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race before us. And this is the part that I love looking away from all that distracts us and focus our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So they asked us questions like, what are we focused on? What are we saying yes to? What are we seeing? Um, what, is our, what does our rest look like? So I want to talk to you about that today. What does our rest look like? So just like our physical rest, we know we need food, we need sleep, we need all those things. It's an intentional thing for our bodies. And just like, our, just like our, that, our souls also uh, need intentional rest. Um, so scripture tells us, again, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. <laughs> um, we know that he's always with us. He never leaves us. We can find refreshment for our souls in that secret place. So what happens when we feel like we're doing all of that? And at the end of the day, we're coming back to that place of we're struggling with weariness. So first and foremost, the, the thing that the Lord has been reminding me is um, that we fight. We actually fight not against flesh and, flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And the one thing that he takes me to every day, and I ask him to remind me, because I don't always remember, and that's just the truth, is to remind me, Lord, you have given us something very specific, and it's the armor of God. And so he has given this to us, 
We are told in 1 Peter 5, 8 to be on alert and to watch for the enemy roars like a lion uh, looking to devour. Does this mean that we look for the enemy everywhere we go? Of course not. We're not looking for him around every corner, but we need to be aware of the strategies of the enemy. So we are told uh, because we fight against these evil strategies that we are to put on the armor of God. So the armor of God is the belt of truth that strengthens us to stand triumphant. We wear holiness as a protective armor that covers our heart. We stand with our feet shod with peace and always alert to share the gospel. We are to take faith as our wraparound shield to extinguish the blazing arrows that come with us. And friends, the enemy doesn't stop shooting arrows. So this is why we need to be uh, protected We embrace like a helmet salvation's full deliverance to protect our thoughts from lies and take up the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word and pray passionately in the spirit at all times, constantly interceding. So you may be asking me, what does this have to do with weariness? Well, the Lord has just been saying, what are you partnering with? So our authority is given to us as believers, We already know that when we accept Christ, we are seated in heavenly places. Amen? That's what scripture tells us. So our authority does not go away. But I believe there, what I have seen in my life and what I have noticed in my life is there are times when, when I feel weary in my soul, I do not take the authority that I have been given. And it often, I just, you know, I don't want to go into battle. And I know, I know that sometimes we think, oh, we have to go roaring. Sometimes it's not roaring. There is warfare. But sometimes it's just even a simple prayer. I'm too weary, Lord. And I just, I just want to collapse on the couch because I just, I'm so weary. And yet I know that that's not the solution, but that's what we tend to do. It's our flesh. And I love how Pastor Joel and, and Jamie, too, from Anne Durant, I believe it was Anne Durant who said, we need to become better spirits. <laughs> We need to become more aware of what our spirit man is saying inside of us and how he is uh, drawing us to the truth and the word of God. So I'm going to take you just on it really quickly. What are the things that we are choosing to partner with? So one of the things that um, he has showed me that I oftentimes, without maybe even realizing it, is that I partner with the religious spirit. The religious spirit comes in all shapes and sizes, and it's so devious, friends, that it mixes just enough truth with lies that it may seem right to you. It questions the word of God. It may sound godly, but it isn't sound. (laughs) It may sound biblically um, sound, but it isn't correct. So we have to be really aware um, just actually what scripture truly says. Um, There's also the idea that we have to uh, perform for our Christianity. We have to perform for God. Um, The belief that we earn significance through our performance and doing. I struggled with this for so, so many years and still often do. The more I do for the Lord, the more he will notice me. It's such a lie. Performance um, robs you. Performance robs us. I was a people pleaser. And so wanting to please people has always been my go-to. Even if I knew that it didn't please the Lord. So I had to notice that. Maybe, Maybe you've grown up in a church your whole life. 
And the Lord wants to reveal something new to you. But that religious spirit is keeping you locked into something. Maybe you don't even realize that it's there. He wants to bring new revelation and new light to his word. And you're like, but Lord, I was taught this all these many years ago. And I can't let that go. I don't know how to let that go. So, um, and of course, that's legalism. (laughs) And we don't want to live in legalism because it keeps us from having a revelation of who God is. So we need to partner with this. That truth is God's grace and unmerited favor. And his empowering presence enables us to be who he has called us and created us to be. That grace is actually the structure of heaven. While performance and legalism is the structure of hell. What Jesus did for us on the cross was enough. And while the enemy whispers, you earn it. You take it into your own hands. And plays with our ego. We actually... And believe that if you do it a certain way, God will, God will notice you. The truth says, my son paid my pr- the price for you. And you are more than enough. You are covered. And we earn, uh, we earn nothing. We just receive. It is a free gift from heaven. Um, one of the, so the second thing that he was talking to me about is, do I partner with my natural circumstances? Um, from the moment we wake up, there's circumstances all around us. Oh, I mean, they, they speak doubt, and they speak, they speak all kinds of things to our soul. Um, oftentimes, the enemy says things like, see, your prayers aren't working. That relationship will never be mended. Look at what they just said to you. <laughs> oh. This pain that you're experiencing means that God doesn't want you to be healed. That's only for other people. The enemy works to make sure that our circumstances in our life rob us of the peace in our soul and the authority that we have been given. So how does it rob us of our authority? Authority is ours. I've already said that. But when we partner with or believe those lies, uh, we don't walk in that. We actually don't walk in it. And I have to say, you know, this morning even, the Holy Spirit just so impressed in my heart. Friends, it's so important what we believe. We need to know what we believe. He is either God and he is truth or he is not. There is no in-between. So we partner with this. In John 16, 33, it says that in this life, we will have trials and tribulations, but not to fear. Take heart, for he has overcome the world. Even in our natural world, the Lord expects us to stand in faith and to reject the voices that threaten our authority. It's just like speaking those things over and over again. We hear the things that the Lord is telling us, and we repeat it. We need to take captive every thought. We weigh it out. Is it our thought? (laughs) Or is it the enemy's thought? Or is it our thought? We weigh it out, and this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Um, Okay. Partnering with our feelings and emotions. See, I told you. I was like, somebody's already talking. Yeah. Um, Partnering with our feelings. And I just, a couple minutes. Um, So God gave us our emotions. They are absolutely valid. Um, I am an emotional person. (laughs) Eric and I are often like in the middle of worship and we're like, 
we're both like bawling because we're both emotional. That's how I feel Holy Spirit is I often start to cry. It's just one of those things. However, I am married to a man who is very analytical <laughs> and thinks everything through. And he's just like, whoa, woman. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know, maybe he's kind of figured it out a little bit more. But I'll tell you, those early years were like, whew. I don't think he knew what to do with me. But I am so grateful that he's stuck it through. <laughs> so emotions in and of itself are not bad. Jesus felt emotions. He felt joy and love and pain, even anxiety and fear. So much so that he sweat blood. <laughs> That's some serious fear. However, how we handle our emotions tells us what we are partnering with. If we allow our feelings to dictate our walk, rather than putting our feelings in check with the word, we fall victim to emotionalism. And we allow them to interpret our circumstances rather than what the word of God says. So being that our feelings are real, things like happiness. Happiness is not joy. They're two totally different things. Happiness is a feeling. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Amen. So partnering with our feelings can bring um, destruction to our lives. They, they really can. It's a true, it's a, it's a true, if we are always just partnering by our feelings, which are fleeting and not always truth, we actually can allow destruction to come into our life. The enemy can use those feelings to rob us of authority and bring weariness to our souls. So we partner with understanding that feelings in and of themselves are not bad, but it is the word alone, which is the unwavering truth of God that is not fleeting, that gives us every tool that we need to navigate through this life. You are a new creature in Christ. <laughs> You're a new creature. All right, last one. Am I partnering with the world, the ideas or the culture that the, world, that the world presents. This is a big one. I'm not sure um, about you, but I've noticed that there's a lot of voices out there. And you cannot get away from the voices. They're everywhere. They're on our TVs. They're on our, our phones. Every time you open it up, there's somebody with an opinion. <laughs> right? The voices are everywhere. And I'm even going to say... Uh, there are even some Christian voices out there that actually we shouldn't be lending our ear to because it's not all truth. We are bombarded all day by the media, whom I love to call the false prophets. <laughs> they are constantly proclaiming the plans of the enemy all day long. They get his plans, his ideas, out into the airwaves so that we can partner with it and say, look what he wants to do. So is there anything wrong with knowing? No, of course not. <laughs> of course there's not, but we need to be discerning. I was actually listening to a gentleman a few weeks ago and he said, it is a good thing to be informed, but just glance at the problem and gaze at the solution. And I thought that was so good. That was so good. So do we, what, are we, what are we gazing at? Are we gazing at the problem? Are we repeating? Because just like Pastor Ingrid said, our words speak life or death. 
I don't know if we, I, I, I actually, when you asked that again, I thought, man, that's, it's good to ask that question again, because I don't know if sometimes we always believe. I am like, oh man, the words that we speak, they, we partner we partner with either the enemy or we partner with the Lord. The, the, Jesus told us that we are, we are to pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That doesn't say anything about partnering with the enemy. So we partner with what the Father says. What does he say? <laughs> the earth is his and the fullness thereof. What are we resting in? What are we watching on TV? Man, this has been a challenge for me. Because here, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and reading a book or, or watching TV or a movie. But what are we partnering with? Guys, are we partnering with hell? Or are we partnering with the Lord? Because those things get in your soul. It's our eye gate. It's our ear gate. What are we partnering with? It's just, what are, we, what are we resting in? What are we reading? Are we scrolling through social media and feeling discontented with our family life because of what we see yeah. in a false world, really? <laughs> yeah. Are we reading even things that cause us to feel discontented with our marriage? So it's really about becoming better spirits. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to read? What do you want me to watch? Cause me to be more aware of you. And stop feeding our flesh, really. Yeah. So, I will end with this, which is so funny. Because Pastor Ingrid already said my, already gave out the scripture verse. This is what the Lord says in Philippians 6, 9. And I love the Amplified. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, is yours. It is yours. You can grab a hold of that. And finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, <laughs> it has to be confirmed by God's word. Whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, then continually keep these things on the center of your mind. And plant them in your heart. And the God who is the source of peace will be with you. Amen. Thank you, Carrie. What are we partnering with? It's such a good good reminder. And I, again, I'm even reminded this morning of just in, in Proverbs where it says, guard your heart, watch over your heart, right? We have to do that with such keenness today, I believe. And uh, you were talking about highlight reels. I appreciated uh, 
Tyler and Christine Baker put some photos of their trip uh, this past weekend, I think. And uh, the kids were smiling and kind of bullying each other. Um, but then they put in the, in the caption that that picture that they were fighting beforehand and they were fighting afterwards and they were screaming and they didn't like their sandwich and they didn't like any of this stuff. But the picture looked like they had one heck of a day. And I'm, I'm sure they still did have one heck of a day, but uh, we do compare our lives with people's highlight reels at times and how important it is to just remember that. Yeah, so I'm gonna close up really briefly. Um, I was reminded this morning, um, just in Luke, Luke 19, one to 10, it talks about Zacchaeus and Jesus. Um, and I'm talking a little bit about how the Lord's been speaking to us as a church as going into a season of refreshing. I like Zacchaeus because um, he was short. <laughs> Come on. And, and he was a runner. But, uh, but this isn't about Julian running and not about Julian's vertically being vertically challenged. This is, this is about the grace of God operating in Zacchaeus's life, but also Zacchaeus positioning himself um, so he could be with the Lord. And, and so I'm just reminded like in verse, verse three, it says he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was, a sh- because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. And uh, you know, in the, uh, in the Passion Translation, it, uh, it also says he was eager to see Jesus. And I'm just reminded that we have to have this desire or this eagerness in this season of refreshing to see Jesus. And, uh, and it's, it's so, so important because again, going off of everything that's kind of been said today, we can easily find ourselves just with a low sort of drive to sort of be in the presence of the Lord. And, uh, but Zacchaeus, he was eager to see Jesus. And I, I believe that we need to be eager. The other thing that we see in Zacchaeus's life is he, he positioned himself to, to be with Jesus. And so again, in verse, verse four, it says, so he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And I thought, man, how important it is that we put ourselves in the path of Jesus. Yeah. Right? We need to position ourselves. And, and it's so easy to kind of concern ourselves with what other people are thinking, but we need to position ourselves. We need to put ourselves in the path so Jesus will take notice. And it's not about striving, but it's just about positioning ourselves. It's about finding ourselves, um, just maybe setting other things aside and saying, Jesus, I desire you. I'm gonna position myself right now in this season to receive from you. And then the other thing that we see in verse um, six, well, five and six, it says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And again, you know, we see here, there was this trust. And I think for many of us, sometimes we want to dictate, I think um, Pastor Ingrid sort of alluded to this. We want to dictate, right, how, how we think things need to take place in our lives. And I think I'm learning more and more each day that we need to allow the Lord to dictate that. And so ultimately we need to trust him with that. And when he says, come down, we need to not say, actually, like, I'm just going to stay up in the tree. Like, I'm just going to stay here and you can kind of communicate whatever you need to communicate to me right in this moment, but I'm sticking around here, right? No, we need to go, okay, 
I'm going to come down and I'm going to, I'm going to eagerly go after what you want. And you know, Zacchaeus at the time wasn't a believer, but in that moment, in that, in that passage, in that story, he comes to, to know Christ. And um, I'm just, just reminded again, even as, as new believers, sometimes there's a real eagerness. There's this, there's this like, where we don't really know it all. And so we draw near to the Lord because ultimately we want to learn and grow as much as possible. But as we go through our years, we can um, sometimes find ourselves becoming a little bit more complacent or not trusting the Lord, not desiring him, not positioning ourselves. And so we can learn a lot from our, our early years when we first came to the Lord. Sometimes things, we, we allow things to get complicated and they don't need to be complicated. So in this season of refreshing, I just want to encourage you all to, to ultimately desire the Lord, desire the things of the Lord, to position yourself so you can receive. I also love Netflix. Like I love the the resident. I love like binge watching that, but at times I need to just like back up and just go, okay, I'm just going to get into your word right now, or I'm just going to sit here quietly. And, um, and that's so, so important. And then I'm going to trust what you say. Again, going back to what Pastor Ingrid said in regards to jealousy or whatever, if, if that's what's in me, or if it's something else, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to know that you're a good father and you're going to walk me through this. And it's ultimately, you're bringing it up to, to, to grow me in you so that we will be imitators of the Lord, right? Ephesians 5, be imitators of the Lord. Pastor Joel's been sharing that as well. And so let's, let's do that as a church. And so this morning, thank you once again, Pastor Ingrid, Carrie, Eric. Thank you guys just for sharing your hearts. Thank you, Darren, for sharing your heart in regards to Freedom Session. We're so thankful for that ministry. And we're so thankful that we can have this opportunity to share. And I trust that you've been encouraged. You've been strengthened this morning. I trust that that. There's been something that's been said that you're gonna like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that nugget. And uh, what was one thing that Carrie said just before we go? You said uh, the more I do for the Lord, like the more He notices me, and how that was a lie. And I just thought, wow, just the importance of just going to that quiet place with Him, man. That's that's where we need, where we need to be. Amen. Amen. Well, I think I'm going to close this, this time together. Pastor Jamie gave me the nod, like the thumbs up, so we're good to go. So you guys will head down in a second. But um, if you're visiting with us this morning, new, thank you for being here. We hope that you felt that you belonged here. We hope that you enjoyed the muffins and donuts and coffee and tea and just hanging out with us. And I hope that you enjoyed just this time uh, this morning as, as we had a number of people sharing. It's been a fantastic Sunday morning. If you are are new and visiting, would you be so kind to fill out a connect card in the seat pocket in front of you? Bring it over to me over at information. Uh, I'd love to get to meet you and we have a gift for you. Also, if you would like to receive prayer this morning, we, we, we do have a prayer team that comes up after the service. If there's something that's, that's going on and you just want somebody to come alongside you, we would love to pray with you. So that prayer team will be up here. Well, it's a long weekend, and I know everybody is keen to get going, so take what you've learned this morning, what you've been encouraged with this morning, and enjoy the rest of this weekend and this week coming up.